Thanks for listening to the Sunday Teaching Podcast from Salt and Light, a community based in Fort Worth, Texas, making disciples of Jesus together by seeking his kingdom in everyday life. Find out more at saltandlightfw.com. Good morning. Everybody doing okay today? Yes, good. All right, today, this kind of a day is one of my very favorite days uh, in all of our Salt and Light world. So today is a day that we get to celebrate. Today is a day that we get to worship God. As we do, we, we gather regularly to celebrate and worship God. But today we get to celebrate and worship God in a little bit of a different way. So if you're new here with us, if you're here to, to celebrate with family and friends, welcome. Uh, this is our little church plant called Salt and Light. My name is Ben, and I get to serve along with a few others on the servant leadership team of this church. Uh, and we believe uh, that today is a day where we get to not just hear about hope, but we get to actually see and kind of experience uh, the, 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 true, the true kind of display of people's hope in Jesus, hope for the future, hope for faith, this kind of stuff. And, and that's the first theme of, of Advent. So I'm, I'm glad that we get to experience this as a family and friends uh, through, through kind of watching and participating in this kind of stuff more than just words. Um, we're going to do child and parent dedications. We're going to do baptisms. Uh, and so we might say that the theme of today, the theme of hope for today is, is birth and rebirth. Is birth and rebirth both worth celebrating? Is hope worth celebrating? I think it is. There's a lot of things, though. There's a lot of things that we could put our hope in, right? There's a lot of people and parties and veins of, of, of thought in this world that say, put your hope in me. Uh, even at Christmas, even as we look toward the end of the year, some of us can be putting a lot of hope in time off. Yes, some of us can be putting a lot of hope in getting the right present. Uh, some of us can put a lot of hope in giving the right present, probably less than getting if we're really honest, but we can put our hope in a lot of things around this season, maybe a bonus we put a lot of hope in or this kind of stuff. And and so I just want to set the stage for today's celebration by framing up how both birth and rebirth help us remember that our true hope is in Jesus, not just this season, but always. Um, on one hand, child, parent dedications, baby and parent dedications, it's a celebration of birth. Um, the, the example of this simple ceremony that we're going to walk through uh, comes from the Old Testament book, the Hebrew Scriptures, the book of 1 Samuel uh, and when the prophet Samuel is born, um, this is what his, his mom says. He says, I prayed for this child, and the Lord granted me what I asked of him. And so now I give my child to the Lord for his whole life. Or, or another translation says, for as long as he lives, he will be dedicated to the Lord. It's a beautiful dedication. But, but also it carries some, some weight with it. To say that, if we mean it, means we're renouncing some kind of primary claim on, on our child and uh, my kids, I think only half jokingly, tell me that I'm, some, sometimes they tell me I'm their second favorite dad. Um, and I think they mean God the Father. I'm pretty sure they mean God the Father. Um, but, but there's some truth in that. As weird as that is for kind of our human constructs, there's, there's truth in that. My kids primary, primarily belong to, to God. And, and that's what we're declaring as we see parents dedicate their children. Uh, Israel, God's people at the time, they lived in the midst of cultures and religions uh, where kids in many cultures and religions were dedicated to those religions' gods. But you know how they were dedicated to their gods? They, they were sacrificed. They, they, were, they were 
I'm not going to go into it because a lot of kids here. So they were, they were sacrificed uh, to to the, to appease the gods. People would offer parents would offer up their children, and so Samuel's parents were in a long line of God's people who similarly dedicated their child to their God, the one true God, but in a 180 degree way from the cultures around them. Not by appeasing some false God through their child's death, but by worshiping the one true God through their child's entire life. And so similarly, every human on earth, in in every society, every human on earth is surrounded by death and decay and sin and brokenness. Darkness and distraction will always pull at these kids, just like it always pulls at at all of us for all of our lives. But but these parents are saying, no, we're not going to give in to to the degree that we can, to the best of our abilities. These parents are going to commit to raise their kids for the sake of God, to, to try to cut through all the other things that beg for our worship, all the other places to find a lesser hope and train these kids to worship and serve and to know and put true hope in the one true God. And so to that end, as much as this is a, a child dedication, it really is a, a parenting dedication as well. Uh, 1 Corinthians 10, the verses uh, up there on the screen reminds us uh, that whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, and certainly that includes raising kids and, and walking with them through their lives, whatever we do, we do to the glory of God. Romans 11 reminds us all that as we pursue God, we need his power for all of life. And so the goal of everything, including parenting, is saying it comes from him and it is only through him and it is to him that we want to glorify God, even in our parenting. And anyone with kids knows that on our best parenting days, even then, grownups and kids need a better hope than parents and a better hope than ourselves and a better hope than we can offer them. And certainly on our worst parenting days, that hope just becomes all the more overt right? And so in a sense, this is a little bit of a a double dedication, child dedication and parent dedication. So we're going to ask some questions of the parents who are dedicating their kids to kind of reflect both sides of that reality. Um, And it's Advent, as as we've already uh, sung about and lit a candle for. We're looking toward Christmas. And and so in this season, we, we specifically remember that our truest hope is in the birth of one baby, one baby named Jesus. Uh, Jesus alone brings true hope into the world. Jesus alone is the true hope for every child and every parent. But throughout the Bible, when kids are born and when kids are included into the gatherings of God's people, it's it's a cause for great joy and celebration. And there's a sense to which every child, every dedication points us to the one true truest hope, the one true child born at Christmas named Jesus. Is that good news? So that's the first side of finding hope. Dedications are a celebration of birth, and we're going to do that in just a moment. Uh, But there's this other side of finding hope, uh, which is baptisms. And uh, baptisms might be said to be a celebration of a rebirth. Dedications celebrate birth, baptisms celebrate rebirth. I want to be very clear, just so there's never any confusion, The act of going into water in this little trough and coming up does not save someone. There's nothing that we can do to work. There's no act we can carry out by our power that says like, oh, I did it. I got saved. I made this decision. I got saved. Rather, what we're going to witness today from a few awesome kiddos uh, is a display to you, family and friends, to us as as a church family 
uh, of an already existing belief. They trusted God for salvation through Jesus Christ. In baptism, we declare that our faith and trust is in the one true God. In baptism, these kids are going to declare that in Jesus, their truest joy and greatest king and deepest and truest hope is found. As they're baptized, and if this is a new form to you, if this is a little bit of a, of, of a different uh, method or mode of being baptized, I want to explain kind of what this symbol symbolizes. Um, as they go down into the water, it's a symbol of a visible symbol of old life, lesser gods, former sources of joy, lesser hopes dying. And then as they come back out of the water, it's a visible symbol, sin being gone, forgiveness and cleansing. They're new, they're covered in the righteousness, they're covered in the hope, the truer, better hope that is Jesus. Um, the, the, uh, well, I had a verse up here. There it is. Uh, the, the, the follower of Paul named Titus. Can you go to the verse that says Titus on it? My thing's being all wonky up here for me today. It's the one that has the most text in it. Uh, anyway, Paul's uh, disciple Titus captures this kind of symbolism of going down and coming back up, of, of dying to self and rising to Christ really beautifully. He says, at one time, we too were foolish and disobedient and deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. Again, what he's saying is there's all sorts of other places to find joy and hope. Uh, we lived in malice and envy. We were hated and hating one another. You don't sense that in our world today anywhere, do we? People hating one another? But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we have done, but because of his own mercy. He saved us through the washing of, what's the word? Rebirth. So birth and rebirth. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having an eternal hope. That's, that's what we're watching. That's the symbolism here. Life in Christ is not just about some mental belief. It's a whole life, wholehearted change because the good news of Jesus impacts all of life. And so consistent with the pattern we see in the New Testament, when someone puts their trace, trust in Jesus for all of life, what happens in the New Testament is that person is baptized with water. And to that end, everyone being baptized Within Salt and Light today is going to be able to explain kind of what belief looks like, what salvation is, what baptism is. Um, all of them had a few close friends and family members and DNA and community affirm the fruit of Jesus in their life in age-appropriate ways. And so I just want to submit that you shouldn't be looking at the screens because they're going weird to, on us today. But I know you are. When we think of death to life, those things might feel more appropriate for Easter, not Advent, not Christmas, right? When we think of death and resurrection and grave and, and, and coming back, we think of Easter. But the reason that Jesus, the key reason, primary reason that Jesus entered the world at Christmas was to seek and save the lost, those of us who are far from God. And so what starts at Christmas, what starts at Jesus's birth comes to fruition in Jesus's death and resurrection. Resurrection is a reminder of rebirth, not just Jesus's rebirth, but our rebirth as well. So the same hope we celebrate at Christmas, at Jesus's birth, is seen most strongly in Easter and the promise of rebirth. That makes sense? 
So there it is, dedications and baptisms, celebration of birth, celebration of rebirth. Both of these things point to Jesus. Both of these things remind us of where our truest and greatest hope lies, and it's in the baby born at Christmas. Amen?